Xbox on. Game on, baby. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm your host, our podfather, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by our MV Cheese, it's Reese. What up? And the queen of driving games in the UK, it's Karina. Hey all! I was gonna say what's up, but I was like, uh, what? And then yeah, I was, that I was, was really gonna hope you. <laughs> I was like, uh, I kind of, you know what? I kind of froze. I was like, wait, what did we say? <laughs> I was like, ah. that awkward moment when your co-host uh, sort of discreetly implies that she doesn't listen to a word you say. I mean, what? <laughs> no, I. Well, you clearly admitted that you don't listen to the podcast last week when you're not on it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't listen to. No, that was Reese I was talking to, but you just admitted it. No, I don't listen to them myself. <laughs> no, I will admit. No, listen. I don't actually listen to the podcast because I, I don't even listen to my vods either. I don't like listening to myself. I've never listened to a single podcast that I've been involved in. Does you know, like never like that. No. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. I watch everything, like all my vods from start to finish, immediately after I finish them, and. Oh no! I don't through a lot of tissues, Ross. Just make sure I'm not still streaming at that point. Mm, Um, But (laughs) way to get insta banned. But anyway, uh, in a week where Karina and I have been playing games at EGX, let's find out what we've been playing. But I think. Karina, just before we start, we'll keep our game, what we've been playing at EGX, separate until after this. So, what have you been playing at home over the last week? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've even played anything. To be honest, I've I've been uh quite busy. I think did I play? Oh, I played a little bit of Destiny. Uh, so I've been playing. Obviously, Forsaken's came out, and I've been doing a tiny bit of that. I've been doing a little bit of the campaign, but I am really behind on that. Uh, and um, you've done the raid. No, no, I haven't. I haven't done anything. Like I literally, I've not even finished the campaign, which is not like that hard to kind of finish. I think I'm like halfway through. I'm so behind on Destiny and every single game that I've got to play. I've got Fortnite challenges to finish, which I'm pretty sure they finish like tomorrow. Um, I have. I've just not had time this week. I think I've just been uh, prepping for EGX really and and getting myself ready and whatnot. So uh, yeah, I've not really played anything uh, other than what I've done at EGX. Uh, so, okay. what about you guys? Reese? Well, yeah, uh, this week I have been spending quite a bit of time actually with a new game. And, uh, no, it's, an, it's an old game, but it's a new old game. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> it's, uh, anyway, the game I've been playing is uh, the Crash Remastered. What is that called? Actually, it has a proper name. Insane Trilogy. Insane oh. Trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I bought that and I have been playing that. And it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it's, is it a lot harder than what you remember? Because that's what I thought when I, I played it. I wouldn't lie, I got it in PS4, no, to be honest with you, right? Yeah. And I thought it was harder than what I remember it being. I remember it being about as difficult as it used to be. Um, I do, re- I do, I did notice that I am an old man now and my reflexes aren't as good as they used to be. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not so bad. It's, it feels a bit weird because they've, um, They've normalized the controls across all three. Yeah. So, uh, it's like, um, it doesn't feel the same. Everything feels a lot like 
Crash Three, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fun. It's a lot more. Like, I don't have the patience for this level of frustration anymore. Of course, I, I played all the way through, but uh, all the way through three um, and about halfway through two, I'm going backwards in time. But uh, yeah, it's it's good and it looks great. Uh, the music's amazing. The voice work is still good. It's it's good, honest fun. I think. Karina, did you play that game when you were younger, or were you a Spyro purist? See, I was. Uh, I watched people play Crash. I just never got into Crash in terms of I just don't think I owned the games when I was younger. So, uh, but I own Spyro. So yeah, you'll you'll soon find out in a in a minute about uh, I was a massive Spyro fan. But yeah, I didn't really touch Crash to be honest. So I wasn't, I didn't get it when it got remastered because I just really like not that I wasn't interested because Crash is good, like it's a great game and uh, you know. But I, a lot of people bought it for nostalgia, and I didn't have that with Crash because I didn't play it when I was younger. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was wondering. But uh, Crash is still a good game, like not just nostalgia goggles. Um, it's it's difficult, but not too hard, and it's it's fun. But it, number three can be a bit frustrating with all the silly mini games, especially the. You, like, you remember, I, when I was younger, I noticed that the motorcycle levels controlled like ass, and I didn't know yeah. any better. And now, it's like, this is absolutely abysmal. Like, it is so bad. But I got through it. Um, and I've also been um, playing some more Borderlands still. Uh, I've been playing through the, the, the Tiny Tina's DLC. Probably one of the best and funniest DLCs for a game ever. Um, it's Reese. we've been doing this podcast for two and a half years and you've been playing Borderlands for that entire time. Yeah, man, it's a huge game and you can just keep going <laughs> back to it. And I mean, this, this DLC is so great because it's, it's like a, a D and D campaign. So the main characters in the intro, they get together and they decide to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and then you as the player character, are playing in their game. So as you're playing, they're constantly narrating uh, what you see and what you do. And then when they start like arguing over the scenery, things will like rapidly change in the, in the world around you and uh, enemies and like the names of things will change as they argue. And it's, it's just genius. It's so funny. And there's so many amazing like parodies uh, uh and like self-referential nods to all the rpg tropes and all the famous rpg games and it's just it's just great like i'd almost recommend buying borderlands 2 just so that you could play through that dlc it's so good and uh yeah that's that's what i've been playing this week basically just just that i think i don't think i had oh and sea of thieves obviously because i but i play that you know every week last week la, 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 just the other day it was two days ago now on Sunday. We we met the angriest man ever <laughs> in the UK. He oh was, no! He was so angry. We Boris Johnson. Oh no, angrier. He, He's not angry at all. Actually, He's just an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he he was he was he kept coming back. We killed him again and again and again, and he just kept coming back and saying some uh, very unpleasant things. Um, while we rolled on the floor laughing at him, which did not help his composure at all. So uh, if you're playing Sea of Thieves and you find yourself a little bit frustrated, maybe just just take a break. That's, <laughs> that's my recommendation, guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine Sea of Thieves is a game that people may get quite angry at if they get 
killed yeah. and killed we, and we, killed and killed. Not just that, we we sunk his ship and it was full of uh, like chickens and other animals that he'd obviously spent oh, a long time the gathering. We say we tried to save him, but we weren't fast enough. Oh, okay. Because killing the chickens was not our intention. That was that was. Well, no, I see why he was angry. I'm a bit angry if I'm honest. Now you killed all these chickens. Mm-hmm. We, we tried not to. Honestly, the, the chickens were an unfortunate casualty. All we wanted to do was from to kill to kill the ship. Hmm. I'm 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 in Boris's side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. For myself, uh, first up, you'll be so happy to hear that I've been playing the EA Access tenor trial of FIFA 19. So how is it? Same as the last one? With- <laughs> it's similar. Uh, they now have the fancy Champions League license and they make you play a fantasy Champions League final just so that they can footballs. have Ronaldo score. 4K what? Footballs. I don't know. Why would well, The game's in 4K, isn't it? So it will be a 4K football. <laughs> Not, like, I'm so excited it's, it's, I am about a football game. <laughs> like soccer. Remember, we've got American listeners. It's got to say soccer. Soccer. Every time we do it. Foosball. Soccer. <laughs> um, it's more FIFA. Uh, I love it and get it every year. Um, the amount of money they've had off me and over the years is absolutely ridiculous. I still like it. I was playing it for a bit this morning again. And uh, it's fantastic, basically. <laughs> I cannot moan. Um, although there is a lot of people in the chats and the Reddit, the FIFA subreddit, for example, um, quite salty over a, a number of very basic things. So no doubt EA will patch in everyone's problems within the next few weeks and it'll become a bland, boring game like they do every single year. Hmm. But anyways, other than that, I have been playing Forza Horizon 4. That's right. I've been playing the full game now, and I've actually driven around the streets of Edinburgh, which is amazing. I hear they're incredibly inaccurate, and there's absolutely yeah. not a single drunken person passed out on the corners or streets the, anywhere. Not one, and there's lots of black taxis, <laughs> <laughs> which when you're in Edinburgh, you can't ever find one, so that's a total lie for a start. But, um, Plenty of roadworks, no, though. <laughs> plenty of roadworks, plenty of roadworks. No, wait, it, it does... The, the, the feel of it's the same. There is obviously going to be some roads that are not there. Well, there's a lot of roads that aren't there. But the main town centre area is similar to what it is in real life. So I know if I take a, a right here, then a, another right, that I'm going to be up at the castle. If I go across and under the North Bridge, I know that I'm going to end up out at one side. And it's it's amazing, like, knowing a city at the back of your hand and then actually playing it in a game. I've never experienced that before. And... I could literally just drive about the the city like all the time and just be quite content. <laughs> so it's it's a strange situation to be in. Question: but, Are you going to buy the castle? You work. I'm going to buy the castle. Fifteen million credits to buy the castle. You can buy castles. Buy, yeah, you can, yeah, buy, you can buy castle. You can buy houses and castles, and yeah, so you can what, buy Edinburgh Castle. Are you? It's your like hub. It's your house. Yeah. Oh. You live there. <laughs> <laughs> Because I suppose the one difference is it's just the one festival site now, isn't it? So these are your hubs and your fast travel points. Right. Well, as far okay. as I've got. So, um, but the other thing I just need to say, uh, a, the drive mechanics, as always, amazing. Um, the graphics, wow, just absolutely stunning. But I did not realise how good Seasons would be until I got my hands on it. The game forces you through Seasons at the beginning 
so that you have to sort of experience them all. And it is amazing how different the map is in the sense where how different it looks, how it feels, how the roads drive, everything. But it almost feels like with every season, it's, it's like a different game. What's your favourite season? At the moment, it's winter. See, I'm a, Oh, I, I love prefer... winter as well. It, winter's yeah. so nice because the animals leave I'm... tracks and stuff. Yes, and the, the, the vehicles leave tracks and the, the fact that, I don't know, there's something about going through the Scottish Highlands with snow all over the mountains and it's just, it's stunningly beautiful. It's so much fun to play and there is so much in there. I've been playing it for a good number of hours and I've hardly even scratched the surface of how much content is in this game. It is ridiculous how much. And even even if you were to replay the same track as you did in summer, it would be totally different in the winter when you're you're going on snow. But it's, is there loop to loops? What do you mean? No, well, no, there's no Hot Wheels, no. Oh. <laughs> you can drive over the lake in winter, though, because it freezes yes, over. That's neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I'm, I'm in love with Forza. I, I, I actually just want to keep on playing it. I'm going to be playing it all week, for probably for the next month. Then Reese and I will get involved in some challenges where we try and outdo each other with jumps and things like that. Oh, and that'll last us for another again. three months. Oh, can I join in? Can I join in? Yes. I love the lose. speed I again, love Ross. the speed traps and the danger signs and the di- oh I yeah and the, Okay, I'll set up the X one PC club. Okay. Worst, we'll do it again. The worst one we, was was Mikey. Do you remember that challenge? Mm-hmm. The, so was that the one we had to jump? Yeah, so uh, in the last time, uh, one of our fellow mods, and he's been on the podcast a couple of times, Mikey, he set up this one challenge that none of us could do, not even him. And it was uh, a ridiculously overpowered car, like a um, like a muscle car. I think it was even a Mustang. And it had like a gigantic engine block coming out of the hood. So you couldn't really see. And of course, it was locked to the inside cam. So you had like a really restricted field of view. It was pitch black. You had no lights and it was pouring rain and you had to navigate through this treacherous little thin mud, uh, road and then nail a jump perfectly with this car that was like, as soon as you pulled the gas, all it did was spin the tires. It was, it was ridiculous. It didn't stop me doing about six hours trying to complete it, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm like, this stuff again, really? This is what this is what my life is going to become? <laughs> You'll have to like, squad up and do team adventure and do the different yes. ways on that. I'm up for that. And, and this is coming to Games Pass. It is, like, yes. This is the thing that I can't get my head around. This game is going to be available for anyone who has Games Pass. Yeah. I wonder how much the Games Pass subscriptions will jump up next month. A lot because I mean, of that. They went yeah. up a ton for Sea of Thieves, so I think Forza isn't even like it's a really well-established brand with a good name. So whew, it's going to be even more. <laughs> I, I've convinced people at my work to buy an Xbox and just subscribe to Game Pass for a month, just so they can try this stuff out. I'm like, seriously, just like they don't own an Xbox and never have, and I'm like, guys you can buy in for almost nothing and you get hundreds of games and not just old ones too. And they're like, no, and they, <laughs> they almost don't believe me that the Forza is coming to games past. They're like, that can't be right. You sure it's not the old one. And I'm like, no, no, it's, no, it's a new it's one. The new one. Well, day one. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's amazing value. 
Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. But uh, apart from that, I've, I've not really been playing much. And to be honest, I'll probably give my full. Once I've been playing it for a week, next week on the podcast, I think we'll, we'll give our thoughts properly and Forza Horizon Four when we've all got our hands on it. Yes, it'll be amazing, and we can ask all kinds of awkward questions that Karina is contractually forbidden to answer. Oh, yes. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so next week will be what? Karina's last week on the podcast. Is that the point? Are from it? <laughs> Does this mean I have to think of some of a character that I want to punch? Oh. oh, do you do you want the full interview? You know what? Actually, I was thinking about this today. I was like, what character would I actually punch? Like, All if right. you were to ask me. So you, you're more no, than welcome. No spoilers. No, because I can't think of one just yet. I'll give you the full. Yeah, I'll give you the the full introduction. Everything, the music. Oh, you know oh, what no. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll exactly. tell you to not hang up when you're when you're leaving. Yeah. You know, like oh, every wait, one of our can guests. I, can I just hang done. up anyway? But look. I think that's a good point. Now, we, we usually have got ID game because Karina and I have been at EGX um, for quite a number of days now. We, we never got a chance to actually pick and play an ID at Xbox game this week. So we're going to we're gonna skip that for a week. But don't you worry. We will still be giving something away from our bag of tricks. I have so many codes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so make sure you check it out uh, on our free code Friday contest on Twitter at Party Chat Pod. But we played all the games at EGX. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I've played so, so many. Guys, um, <clears throat> let's make this... Let's go from the top. What is EGX, for those who don't know? Uh, so you keep well, It's good to say. He's going to go for that one. <laughs> I can explain. It's just... So basically, EGX stands for Eurogamer Expo. And it's one of... Well, I say one of. There isn't many in the UK. But it's probably the biggest convention uh, gaming related in the UK. Because we don't have many. Because the UK sucks and needs more conventions. Uh, but yeah, that that is literally that in a nutshell. It's probably like a smaller version of Gamescom. Uh, but yeah, just based in the UK at the NEC in Birmingham. And it's just annually. So it's once a year, around about September time. And there's all sorts goes on. There's panels, there's games, there's merch, there's, uh, now they've got more, th- uh, like theatre based stuff. So there's different, uh, things you can ask quite, like companies you can ask questions to. You can get portfolio reviews, career advice. Uh, it's a bit of everything really. Just everything gaming and, uh, the industry related, just all in one space. And all the big guys show up. Uh yeah, well, uh, well most there was one ex- there was one exception this year. Who's that? The Xbox. Microsoft weren't there. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, was ID there? No. Well, maybe it's not identified as ID, but there was ID titles there. Uh, um, but, but Mixer, and Mixer was, there, was right? not there. No, Mixer, Mixer wasn't was there. We no. did that ourselves. We oh. organised that ourselves. I saw, I thought yeah okay wow you guys did a good job because you fooled me. Oh, thanks. Well, that's our aim like, because we're trying to get we're trying to get Mixer over to the UK because they they think there's not enough presence in the UK, but we're trying to prove that there is, uh, and and it. like you know go over there like notice me, senpai. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, basically. But hopefully one day they'll notice, and then uh, we can have like a mixer, a giant mixer meetup. Please do a mixer con, uh, for yeah. the UK. The the mixer booth at E3 was was. Mwah. Yeah, they're really good at what they do. Like, whenever they go to a convention, it's massive. Like, PAX, uh, they had a massive... Actually, I found out I was on the PAX screen for Mixer, and I didn't even know. But, um, 
Yeah. Um, there's a, cl- a very, very quick clip of uh, one of my co-streams on the pack stuff. And they they have massive areas at all conventions. Even Gamescom, they were massive. But they just don't look at the UK, which is a shame. Hopefully. Maybe one day. Well, one day. Keep keep at it. You, you can do it. But, yeah, okay. So EGX is essentially a probably medium-sized convention for games in the UK. For yeah. Those who don't it's also it. Berlin as well. The Berlin one's Oh, soon. they've just started oh, that. in Berlin too. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. Hopefully they have yeah. one in Helsinki sometime. <clears throat> probably not. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, yeah. No, okay. That's cool. That's cool. So um, I'm going to need a play-by-play from you guys on what you did there and what you saw, what you loved, and what you hated. Okay. I want to start first. Okay. Go. Just because I only paid played two triple A. I was here for the Indies, okay? So I only played two triple A titles and I played them both with, with Retro. There was one which I missed out on, which was Metro Exodus, but I'll let uh, Karina talk about that. But uh, for me, the game that I played, which I enjoyed more, even over all the indie games that I played, um, has to be The Division 2, would you believe? It was two. phenomenal. Phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. So... I was playing with my co-streamers, the people I stream with, including Karina, and we just had so much fun, didn't we? Oh yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, like, I mean, it's definitely you know a communicated uh, game or communication. Sorry that you have to do for the division, but uh, no, we had such a such a good time doing the mission. We actually did okay for once. <laughs> but no, the the one thing I would say about the differences in the game is the division one was a grid-based system because it's New York. So you were walking around corners, you were all the time. It was just straight lines. There was no, no nothing growing. It was just buildings either side and either you went into the building or you were out in the streets. The Division 2 is not like that at all. We were pretty much, other than being in one enclosed space, we were outside the entire time. And the world is sort of reclaimed a little bit. There's plants growing everywhere. It's all overgrown um, the the enemy the enemies did not feel like bullet sponges this time, did they? No. That's good. They still needed a lot of hits to go down in the sense where, but they seemed to have visible armor that would equate for that. If okay. that makes sense, so yeah, yeah. the the really really big guys were big massive tanks that took a lot of bullets, whereas some of the smaller guys didn't. And we we very quickly worked out how to work as a team, what gadgets we needed to use in what situation. And I, I went down once and I think two two other people went down once. Other than that, we breezed through it. But I was hyped for the first division and then it came out and I was like, oh, this is all right. And I never really revisited it. I am really hyped for the division two now. Like, really hyped. Be excited to hear this. <laughs> um, I... It's a game, I think, that you do need your team to play it, but knowing if my co-streamers and my friends and that are going to be playing this game, then I'm I'm massively excited to give this a full run-through because it's just, it's a lot of fun based upon that one mission that we did. If the missions are as fun as that, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic game. And let's face it, Ubisoft do sequels well. They do, actually. Yeah. So... Looking forward to that. The other game that I play is is one that I'm not a huge fan of. In fact, I never played the last game in the series. Um, is Assassin's Creed. Okay, but you, I, I did play the last game in the series and really enjoyed it because it wasn't really an Assassin's Creed game. So, what was your opinion? Well, we we didn't. How long did we get? About twenty, thirty minutes. 
yeah, no, because I must say a lot of the demos were about 20, 30 minutes long, and that, but they don't seem like that. They literally seem mm. like 10 minutes, but next thing you know, you're checking the clock and half an hour's passed. Yeah. Um, I've done two missions, I think, or, or done one full mission and, and halfway through a second one. You've done the opposite to me, so you can fill in the blanks on the other side, but basically I had to take down three ships from my own ship so you get set, sent off to take down ships in the old Black Flag sort of combat system, um, which is simplistic but effective. Um, it's a lot of fun. It looks absolutely gorgeous. We were playing on X's. Um, oh, it's stunning. So it looks absolutely gorgeous. The water effects are not quite rare standard, but they're still pretty good for the sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the graphics on the last one were awesome. It also had some sea mm. combat. Did it have sea combat in the last one? Yeah. Yeah. Right, I wasn't sure about that. So I had to take down three ships, basically, and then you can do that in a multitude of ways by just throwing your spears or by shooting arrows or by ramming them, or you can actually lose the helm, jump across and kill people on board, or you can board them as well so you can get all the items. And it worked really, really well. And the next was a bit more Assassin's Creed, so you had to murder three generals um, by basically stealthing your way into the... The, the camps in which they, where they were and, and kill them all. I killed two of them, but never got the third. But, Karina, you finished that mission, I think. Yeah, I, well, I, I played Assassin's Creed twice, so I've done, I'll go into it in a minute, but I've done both kind of sides of the demo. Wow. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you want me to go into it now or I can go into it. Yeah, go, no, go for it. Go for um, it. Yeah. So, yeah, so I did, I did both. I've done both, like the boat side where obviously you get on, you got to destroy boats. Say, same as the past few games. Uh, but I also did all the Sparta, the big, uh, you know, I am Sparta fight as well. I, I quite like the Sparta fight over the boat in, but I, I just, I don't know. I just spam the boat. I don't know how to row the boat properly. Um, but uh, after that, though, I don't know if you got up to this bit, Ross, but when you kill certain generals or, um, like, higher up uh, in the hierarchy people, uh, your characters, sorry, you essentially get, like, a bounty on your head, but you can yeah. kill other generals to, uh, like, lower the bounty, but they're always surrounded by people, obviously the higher level. And I remember, and then I remember in the end, I tried going around killing them, but they're actually pretty hard. But uh, what I do like about the, the new Assassin's Creed is you've kind of got these essential shortcuts. So um, I, I don't remember them being in uh, Origins, so I'm sure it's new, but you'd press like one of the shoulder buttons and it'd bring up a small wheel. And I remember that there's like four options. One of them's, um, so obviously you're holding a spear. One of them's like, let's just call it like a ground pound with the spear. And it like explodes everything around you or hits everything around uh, like your character's kind of... Uh, circumference but uh, my favourite one is you can literally just kick people and um, I just I literally went around that says Sparta yeah basically just (laughs) full on like wrecking everyone my favourite bit though was uh, when I first played it I was so I was near I was in the the PCs near um, uh, well the monitors near the queue and um, people will watch me play and I'm not gonna lie they on, on Assassin's Creed they do not let like low with the blood and the gore and the if you're gonna stab someone you you're gonna stab them um sort of thing and um there was one where I was holding essentially like a spiked club and um sort of a maze it's more of a, like a maze and I remember I full on swung around and literally went like and literally slammed it this guy I just kicked down with my foot and uh, he landed and I literally swung the maze around and, and literally banged it straight in the middle and the uh the bottom area and everyone in the crowd, everyone like behind me just went, Ooh, <laughs> 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 it was, it was brilliant. It was like, Oh, it was so perfect. But, um, 
to be honest, what I like is you can you can also mold your path. Now, you don't get... In the demo we played, there wasn't a lot of it to do, uh, to kind of try it out. But um, I'm... So I like a lot of cause and effect games. I like Detroit. I like, you know, like Until Dawn a little bit and things like that were, you know... Your, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. But um, uh, the, the stuff where, you know, what you choose can then determine your pathway. And uh, you can do that a little bit in Assassin's Creed, so... I don't know if it affects the missions completely because you don't get to try a lot in the demo. But I like you can flirt with the character, or you can you can choose if you want to be like angry or you want to be kind of violent. Like that. I mean, one of the options was you got to kind of choose whether you wanted to the boot the boat section or the this is Sparta section. But that was all dependent on how you were as a character, or you could. It doesn't matter like whatever gender you are, you can just flirt with the character and it has a different like kind of outcome and stuff like that. But I I really. I I'm really looking forward to uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I mean, I loved Origins, and I've always been a fan of the Assassin's Creed like series. So uh, I'll be quite interested to see how that turns out. Now, one game that I didn't get to play, but I'm dying to hear about. So I actually was at EGX a day late. There was a storm, and I I missed the entire first day of EGX. Would you believe? Yeah, I no, saw that I can't Twitter. believe that. That was awful. I know. So I never got to play a lot. That, well, I didn't want to queue basically <laughs> for the AAA games. That's why I played a bunch of indies. But um, Karina, you actually played. Oh my goodness! It's forgot. It's, uh, I knew I said Fallout there, but that's not exactly I mean, what Metro. I'm looking for, is it? Metro Exodus. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, uh, give me your thoughts on Metro Exodus. Reese, did you play that at E3? Uh, I didn't play any games at E3. I'm a pro oh. and don't play games at conferences. Ooh. Oh, I do. Let me get them all. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get them all. That's, that's what I go. Uh, saying that, no, no, we did, Metroid, we did uh, skip the queue for Assassin's Creed and Division. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for Ubisoft for letting us do that. Yeah. By the way. They, they, they did let us They were very to, nice on that. Yeah, they were very nice on that. They let us through so that we could um, try, stuff uh, out. try stuff of the games. And then they said, was it Starlink or something? Like that? Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I, I, that, I mean, the fact it's got Star Fox in, I was like, I might do, but I didn't have enough time. I wanted to play other things. Um, but yeah, no, so I went on to Metro now. Uh, first of all, Metro was the busiest game there. It was the line. Easily. Yeah, the line was every time I went past it, it was like three, four hours long. Lines are never that long at EGX, ever. I mean, you might have to wait, what, maybe an hour, two hours max if, if the demo's about half an hour per slot, but... Uh, yeah, you just never have to queue for that long. And Met- but Metro's was packed. It was past the barriers. It was like all the way down the hall. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, first of all, the environment it was based within was really nice. Uh, it was all decorated like a kind of bunker kind of style. Uh, you know, think of like typical apocalypse bunker. But yeah, I really enjoyed the game. First of all, just to explain, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't played the old Metro's. I've, I've watched gameplay. Um, my dad used to play them. My dad's a big fan of them. He's played them all. I've watched him play them all. I've had a go, but I've never actually fully played it start to finish myself, but I have watched them start to finish. Now, uh, now this one, it was, you start off and you get like an intro of whatever, you know, items, you know, this does this, this does that. You've got a crossbow, you got a gun, and it's telling you, you know, you've got to kind of be careful with your ammunition. But, uh, that's what I kind of liked about, uh, Metro was, Within it, you can you can choose whether you want to go full on attacking. Uh, you can choose whether you want to be stealth. Uh, you know your weapons can 
you know, determine a lot of things as well. But uh, in it, it was it, the best thing I think about the demo was so I was there with another friend and we both did this. It, like everyone does the same demo, but you can have a total different gameplay. Like, depending on where you go or how you do things, you can end up, like, we ended up finishing at different places. I entered a cave that my friend didn't even know about. Um, I must admit, it's very atmospheric. Um, <laughs> I went, I went into a cave and turned around and this giant, like, wolf thing attacked me and made me jump. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I don't even know how to kind of explain the gameplay except, it's it's very you're just exploring you're just trying to i mean you there wasn't really any story to it you don't get told what's going on you don't get told what's happened it's just these are your weapons these how you use them go go figure it out for yourself but i kind of like the fact you had to figure it out for yourself that you know you're being careful where you turn or you're shooting things or using the environment um but no the game itself was so pretty like it sounds weird for some of this like post-apocalyptic kind of feel um but well kind of um but yeah it was uh it was just graphically really really nice and i i you know what it's, i feel it's one of those games you can get lost in like i that was one of those that we'd had a half an hour demo and i didn't realize it had been half an hour i could have easily sat there for another couple of hours and just just played more and more of the game and i feel like i wouldn't have touched even like a percentage of it um i'd be uh, interested it's kind of weird because you didn't you didn't kind of you didn't get shown much but at the same time, you did, you did, uh, but I think it's just like, say, we didn't, you didn't get told anything. It was like, here's a crossbow. See you later. <laughs> Go explore. Um, but no, I did, I did thoroughly enjoy it. I don't know what I was, what was going on, but hey, uh, what I did do, I really, really liked. I don't know. It's weird because I don't know why I liked it. I think I was just engrossed and I've not nice. been engrossed in a game in a long time. Is it, especially the con, uh, a con? That's, that's pretty amazing. Is, are the controls still a little bit clunky? Because they they never were quite fluid. Mm, there was so many controls. Like I, I'm not gonna like, actually. I think there was a bit like not too many, but there was all hold this to do this. But if you press it, it does this, and then this attaches to this, and it's like what? Oh, I tell you what, I do like though when you. So it wasn't in the demo, but there was a very short clip at the beginning uh, where it was like, okay, if you find a workbench, you can attach things. And whatnot. And I like how it visually shows you a lot of things. So if you're going to attach an item, it'll visually show you how it looks on the gun or, um, how you switch it around and how you use it. Uh, but that's all done, like, instead of having UI and just being like, oh yeah, you've added this, it like visually shows you, which is quite nice. Neat. Yeah. I, can't, I honestly can't wait to get anyone I spoke to on the show for that's like, oh, go and play Metro. It's, it's amazing. It seems to me that people just, instantly fell in love with that game so honestly February 22nd I cannot wait even though I couldn't remember the name of it at the beginning <laughs> what else did you guys play? <laughs> uh, let's see I'm trying to think why I went I, I played a lot actually so I definitely I played uh, Pokemon and Smash Bros I know it's Nintendo but I am a big big fan I've been waiting for them so long so I played oh, them man. Oh my god. Po- Pokemon was a bit like nostalgic because I played with the Pokeball and you got to hear the Pokemon do the little like cries in the Pokeball and it was just like, <laughs> oh my god. And then I did Smash Bros and it was just kind of fun because I got to wreck everyone and then I went on stage afterwards and then wrecked everyone. I say wreck everyone, I came second, but I wrecked most people. <laughs> it was That's the stage. Bad. I was Kirby and the stage had this thing and I couldn't fly up because it had like a, I can't remember what stage it was. I was, um, uh. See when she says on stage, she literally means the built. A huge oh, yeah. big stage for people to play Smash Brothers on a huge, massive TV so that everyone can see what a big, what, 
wall size TV they, sort of they thing. They did the same thing in E3. It was amazing. It was brilliant. Cool. It actually spent about half an hour watching people play it because it was that entertaining. Oh, I'll tell you what else I did play, which I'm really excited for. Okay, two games. First of all, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm sorry, Square Enix, for touching your giant keyblade. I won't do it again. Um, <laughs> I saw that tweet. <laughs> you know what's funny? I like full on hugged the keyblade because I was like, oh my God, I can look like I'm wielding the keyblade, even though the keyblade was like probably me times about six of me, probably even more than that. It was massive. Then. It was massive. Um, and then I went to just check the chain, and then that's when I got told off because I was touching it. But it was so pretty. It was a keyblade. Like, who doesn't want to have a keyblade? Um, but yeah, that, that was a really good statue, actually. I don't know how they got it there, but that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I played Kingdom Hearts 3. I played it twice. Uh, the, f- the second time was because I found out you could get a free pin, and everyone loves free swag. Uh, so, so played again, but actually, gave me a chance to try the Hercules. So I tried. First of all, I tried Toy Story. I've been thoroughly excited for the Toy Story uh, stage of it. You know, with them, um, with Square Enix, like being involved with. Di- I mean, obviously it's Disney anyway, but having Pixar is quite a new and fresh thing to Kingdom Hearts. So I was really enjoyed. That was pretty awesome. Um, the demo I thought was a bit much because I felt like they. I don't know if it's just because everything you can be unlocked by then, but I felt like they crammed everything in the demo. And I was just like, every like second, it was like, oh, here's a new ability, here's a new ability, here's a new ability. And I remember the days we used to kind of like build up your, um, like, I'm going to call it energy. I can't remember the official name, but you used to build up like your energy to use like a giant special group attack or something. Um, whereas in the demo, you could kind of spam a lot of things, but I think they were just trying to show it off. But uh, no, they've done Toy Story very, very well, uh, very well. I'm curious. I didn't, obviously it's not the full thing, but the fact you could just roam around on the, on like outside Andy's house or you could have like be on top of the roofs and there was even feels. Like Kingdom Hearts is always covered in feels and even the demo had feels. It was like the, the toys were all getting upset because they were like, oh, about Andy and oh my God, it was like, it was like feels again. But, uh, yeah, I did that and I tried Hercules. Now I've never really been, been a fan of the Hercules stuff in Kingdom Hearts. Um, Normally, Hercules is normally like a fighting arena where now they've got a full on, um, sort of like level around it, which is a bit strange. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan, but just because I've not been a fan of Hercules, like it's not a film I've ever watched really. It's not something I've really looked into, but the aspect of it was cool because you got to use this weird ability, which was on the demo, which you've seen on like the E3 demos where you get to be on the, the kind of, um, roller coaster train track sort of thing around the boss which is pretty cool i got to do that so i got to try that out so i was fine getting a little bit because i'm a massive kingdom hearts fan uh, i've played it no since like shit. the playstation days <laughs> no, I, like, wait, you, really? you, you know what the, we've got to end the podcast now because you've talked for 52 <laughs> minutes <laughs> i actually have oh um, but anyway the, the bigger one oh you know what i didn't do which is going to lead into my next thing i didn't get a photo with spyro there was a big like someone with spyro like obviously i mean well it's not a person is it let's be i mean you know it was we, we actually don't tell people spyro, it's a person Karina. yeah we're gonna say it was actually spyro spyro is real uh don't tell me otherwise uh, but yeah, I got to, I managed to play, Sp- I played Spyro quite a number of times. I went back a few times to play it, but I am so excited for Spyro. It was, it's more than nostalgia. Spyro gets to be on a skateboard. There was a okay. level where you could just like do backflips as Spyro on a, I mean, I'm pretty sure that was in the original games. Cause I, I played them. Why? Why does he need a skateboard? Why not? Why would you want a skateboard? Yeah. He could breathe okay, fire. Doesn't mean he's gonna, gonna cook his own chicken. He cooks cheap though. Because <laughs> because you get that's how you get your um, sparks uh, like better you gotta you gotta burn the the sheep which is 
kind of mean now I think about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> that, um, Spyro but, was at E3, but he didn't have a uh, like him. Spyro himself wasn't at E3, just the game. I'm a little bit jealous now. Well, I didn't get a picture with him. I Why missed not? him because the only time I went to go get a picture with him, he had to leave because he needed the bathroom. Oh. And and then I couldn't get a photo, and I was disappointed because a lot of people got. You should photos. fold them in. <laughs> <laughs> how, the how, did, true. how did dragons pee? <laughs> Go, let's find out. <laughs> IRL stream, <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> but uh, no, I a big reveal, yeah. Well, um, no, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed Spyro. You got the chance of three levels, and uh, yeah, it was. It's, to be honest, it's just the same as Crash. You know, you people who are buying the game or, or playing the game, it, it's just going to be for the nostalgia. And it looks very pretty remastered. And the music's pretty cool. But um, I must admit, because I know when you do play the game, you can change the music back to the like original, because obviously they've kind of revamped it for the, uh, the remaster. Uh, I'll probably be going back to the original just for nostalgia's sake. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I was just upset because I never got a photo with Spyro. Hmm. Rip my dream. See- at this point, when she's playing Spyro, my girlfriend dragged me back to the retro game area so she could play Mario One on the retro NES, like on the, the like a retro area with all the old games. And I'm like, we're at EGX, and she's playing playing Mario. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> hey, why not? Mario is so, great. Uh, what? Fair enough. Fair enough. But what else did you play? See, for me, it was all uh, ID titles. Yeah, and yeah. You keep saying that, but you don't give me any names. Were there any good ID titles? Anything stand out? Um. Nothing hugely, if I'm honest with you. Oh. Like, you, I'm not, and that's not to be disrespectful or anything else, but the, the last few years I've been, there was one game that I went back and played five, six times. Because you don't queue in the, in the, the rec or the indie area, as you want to call it, the rest area, as it's officially known. Um, you just basically walk up, you maybe stand for a couple of minutes, then you get a shot. But what I did notice was there was a lot of games there this year that were here last year as well. So I was like, oh, I've played that, I've played that. And nothing fully stood out. Um, Like, last year or two years ago, I think it was Black and White Bushido. I thought that was brilliant. We all went back, we played it multiple times. But there wasn't that one standout game for me this year, if I'm totally honest. Uh, I did play Overcooked too. <laughs> <laughs> That's already out. You... Why was that there? No, I'm, um. Team 17 had a whole stand. Ah, okay. So, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, it, it makes sense that it was there. Uh, but they weren't giving out chef's hats. And the last time I was there, I left my chef's hat in a hotel room in Birmingham. Yeah, which I remember Green that Skull story. was really upset about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, did any ID title stand out for you? Oh, I'm trying to think what I played. Um, well, I played that Medieval Steve game. That's not even coming to Xbox. I think that's Steam. That's only. on Steam I, I, for now. Yeah, I think so. I played that. I played that before. I played that Insomnia. I know the the full game's been released now. Um, so they would have played. Oh, I played one called Hamsterdam, which is pretty oh, cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that is cool. Hamsterdam. Uh, yeah, you're uh, you're just a really funky hamster. You can put like random glasses and cosmetic things on, and you travel Amsterdam. Um, do we, I, I don't as even know what hamster. the storyline is. Yeah, as a hamster, oh, obviously as a hamster, like, why not? Uh, yeah. I try to know what you do. It's like, I played it on a tablet, but I got speaking to uh, the devs, and I do know it's coming, it's more of a, like, pick-up-and-play game, but it's coming to all sort of platforms, and they're trying to get it on, like, the Switch, the Vita, the, uh, maybe Xbox or PlayStation, I think, Did but uh, that was pretty funky. What's that, sorry? I thought they discontinued the PS Vita. 
So did I, but apparently they're trying to bring it to the Vita, so I, d- I don't know what's going on with that. That's what they Maybe said. Maybe he anyway. never got the memo. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe they're a bit late to, late to the, the story, but... Um, but no, I actually thoroughly enjoyed that game. I kind of... I, I was doing this level, which was kind of like a boss level, and you had to uh, like avoid these bombs, and then you'd you'd throw like a hamster at the, the boss, but I know each boss is slightly different, and you'll you'll kind of complete it from a different perspective, but it's just... It's essentially loads of little mini-games to save your hamster friends. But you're just Amster in Amsterdam. And it's just cool. Because okay. why not? You know what they should call that? Hamsterdam. That'd be a good title. That's what, if you're a hamster in Amsterdam. That's what they call it. Oh. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's the title. Hamsterdam. <sighs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think I played that many indie. I, I, I looked at a lot. I never... To be fair, the indie sections are always uh, packed. Yeah, they are busy. It's just that there's so many games there that you... You know, you, if like, you look about, you there will always being. I played some VR pool, which was quite interesting. VR. So you basically, yep, yep. So it was playing pool and virtual reality with a, a real queue and everything, which is quite interesting. Why not just play pool? Well, that's sort of what I thought as well. And I thought to myself, you know, but there's plenty of bars in Birmingham where I could have just went and played pool. But yeah. I suppose it means that I could play you at pool. And we're on the opposite sides of the world. Yeah, I guess. Well, not opposite, bit, but. But um, why? Because. The greatest pool game ever, Pool Nation FX, Peace Be Upon It, already exists. Yeah. And also Poker VR as well. That's just stupid. (laughs) So apart from that, we drank a lot and we did a panel on streaming. Oh, very nice. Uh, What did you talk about and what lies did you spread? Uh, let me see. What did we talk about? We talked about a lot, actually. Uh, we so the panel itself was all about, uh, you know, as a streamer, how you sort of you can build a community. But we kind of the thing is a lot of a lot of things within the streaming industry is you know everyone's individual. You can you can kind of say the do's and don'ts, but at the end of the day, nothing will ever work for everyone because everyone's different. So we kind of give people you know examples of like our journeys, what we've done, what we kind of think you know is the best way. Um, and things like that. Uh, but the panel itself had a really good turnout. Uh, we just expected a few people. It, you know, we, we kind of advertised it last minute. We kind of just expected a few of, you know, the people that come into our streams that were at EJS to pop by. But we ended up having a full house. We had a full room and more and more people kept coming in to the point where I'm pretty sure there were people standing at the back, which was really yeah. unexpected. <laughs> really unexpected. Well, that's, it was that's like awesome. the quickest 45 minutes of my life. I was in charge of timing to make sure no one ran over. And I kept on thinking to myself, oh, we've only done about 10 minutes. And I'd look at my watch and I was like, no, we're, we've only got five minutes left of this. It was it was so quick, but um, it's really weird to get asked to do these things, isn't it, Karina? Like, yeah, because it's nice. I missed a bit. We didn't. So we like, well, I applied for it ages ago, like but literally the beginning of the year. And we kind of just was like, ah, we'll just do it. If it happens, it happens. It doesn't, it doesn't. Like, we didn't actually think anything of it. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh, you've been accepted. Do you want to, you know, you can do this panel. And we were like, what? <laughs> what, what, what was this that we've, do- we've apparently done? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was a very good opportunity. And we do thank everyone from EGX and especially, uh, Tom, who I dealt with, uh, for like allowing us to do it. Cause it was such a good opportunity. Uh, and hopefully can lead into future things. We, you know, we'd like it to lead to, to more and more stuff. But yeah, it was, it was kind of surprising. Cause like I say, we didn't expect the turnout. We didn't expect it to go as well as it did. 
Uh, everyone seemed to enjoy it. We had people asking questions, people coming up to us afterwards, and yeah, it was it was really really nice. So yeah, and if anyone's listening that came to the panel, uh, thank you for like watching. Uh, well, listening to us ramble on for about forty five minutes about. <laughs> so it was it was like a live party chat podcast episode. If you were just yeah. rambling on for forty five minutes. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> I can say one thing, Kenny and I can talk. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I, I, t- I talk way too quick. We realised this, like, when, I'm, when I do for streaming and when I was on the panel, I talked at like 100 miles per hour. <laughs> oh, well, that's uh, that's but- neat. When, when are we going to oh, do a, think- a, a, a thing about podcasting? Well... We could probably do it one of the shows next year, but if people would like to see a live party chat pod, do tweet us at party chat pods and we can look into maybe if we're all available in one country at the same time Oof. in January. <laughs> I mean, we can't even get out um, of the pod at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard so, enough to, to wrangle Uncle Jesse. He's actually got yeah. like a life and responsibilities and stuff. And it's. <laughs> try to see how I do it. Yeah. No, we so, don't. Just, just a bit, Ross. We don't. <laughs> okay, we don't. <laughs> but I think that's probably a good point to move on and find out what has been happening in the subreddit this week. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. So, as a recent trend, as we hit Triple A season, there is not much news. But I just wanted to touch on one major story and that was posted by user idol sloth and that is the walking dead developer telltale's games is closing down Man. guys i don't know about you i know i am sad about this like seriously seriously sad that this has happened not only for the the, the people's jobs obviously you know, when nearly 250 people's jobs just gone overnight um, but also just the, the great games of what they've made. And it's just a, it's a sad day for gaming when you see things like this happening. It sucks. Honestly, it does. Um, I know it's the industry, but, um, yeah, they were, uh, a really unique and interesting developer who had their own thing, their own unique sort of style. And they were known for a very specific thing and they did that very specific thing very well. And, a lot of developers these days are afraid to actually do that. And, and I guess this is one of the reasons why. Um, but man, it's, it is, it is definitely sad. But guys, what, what were some of your favorite Telltale games? That's what I want to know. We can, we can make this positive. What, what games of theirs did you play and absolutely love? Karina, I'll start with you. Oh, I love the Wolf. I know I haven't played that many Telltale games, but I really liked the Wolf Among Us. I was so excited for the second coming out, and the fact that they were gonna, you know, have a new uh, new storyline and all that. I was, I was really, really excited for that. Um, it's it's a shame. I was a bit like devastated about when I had to shut down. And same with any studio. No one wants a, a you know a really good studio with good. Uh, you know, they they had a lot of games coming out, a lot of games which a lot of people are excited about, and it's a shame to. To hear what happened. Um, but no, I was a big fan of The Wolf Among Us. I remember I downloaded it, uh, out of, I think it was Games with Gold, uh, summer last year. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll give this a go, see what it's like. I don't know, cause I don't, I weren't sure if it was the type of game I'd like or not. And I gave it a go and I loved it. I loved the idea of it. I loved how it was all different, fa- like, you know, fables. It was all, uh, you know, you've got your Snow White, you've got your, uh, what was the other ones? You've got the, the, t- you know, the Wind and the Willows with the Toad and, 
things like that. And I really love the idea. And yeah, I am. I'm very disappointed that now I'm not going to get the the second in the series. The Wolf Among Us was so good. I would personally say that's my second favorite. Uh, it would be my favorite, but Tales from the Borderlands exists, and that is probably one of the most genuinely funny video games ever made. Even if you don't like Borderlands, it is a laugh a minute. It is so, so funny. Um, and one of the main characters is named Reese. That's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I loved the Batman uh, games. You're like uh, one of six people. Yeah, I know. Like, I just loved it. So, you know, the the Batman story's been told through countless games, countless movies, so many times it became, it's became almost stale and boring, hasn't it? Almost, yeah. And the take that Telltale gave on the Batman story, um, you know, like, of course, now, spoilers, the Waynes weren't good people. Um, it's such an interesting take on almost the psychology of why is Batman. Um, it wasn't just, oh, my mum get killed or my parents get killed. This is why I'm Batman. It's There was a lot more to it. It went really in deep with it. And also it gave you a bit of a different origins story for the Joker, um, over the, especially over the second game. And I just, I loved the story. That's one thing about Telltale they've done well. I remember playing the original Walking Dead. Yeah. And they're just fantastic writers. They so are good. absolutely fantastic writers. They're and they dialogue convey oh. emotion. Yeah, the dialogue, the choices, the characters. Uh, yeah, even uh, everything was done well. Even the stories are done well. Like the Wolf Among Us, just even as a, a, a film or a cartoon, I guess, would be incredible. Like it's the, their games have always been like playing a movie, more or less. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm genuinely gutted about this. I'm gutted. I've I loved the the Walking Dead. Um, I, I stopped after two. I was only playing the main game. I, I didn't play the the other sort of spin-off ones that, that were there. Uh, I hadn't ordered the final season yet, but I was going to play through it probably in a, you know a few months if it went in sale or when it was all out. Because I although the episodic thing is a great idea, and I prefer just playing through the whole thing I'm the in same. a couple of days. Yeah, so I usually waited until they were all out. But, and on sale, so I never helped, did I? No. <laughs> With all this, to be fair. <laughs> um, but, like, even see my son. So my son, the, the one that I did sort of play episodic was Minecraft Story Mode. Well, see, they said that the only two games that they ever made that turned a profit were mm-hmm. the first season of The Walking Dead and yep. Minecraft Story Mode. Yeah, because every kid on the planet wanted it. And Mac, Kid has played that six or seven times. The full, the full two seasons, from start to finish. He actually voices. You know, he cries out what they're going to say. He's done it with all the different options. He knows which options the best. He he he's, loves that game. Absolutely loves it. And then I'm actually really sad when it, if he ever asked me, "Oh, what will happen to Minecraft Story Mode episode? You know, season three? And I'll just be like. I'm sorry, you know, they're gone. There's not going to be one. And that makes me feel really sad that someone as a seven-year-old is that in love with a series. And he's not going to get to experience it. He's not going to have that next one. And I know he's going to be sad about that, which just makes me feel sad. Yeah, it's, and, it's not happy yeah. times. But no, they, and, did, 
they did give us though some incredible memories. I think, like I said, you, yeah. you know, you've got these memories of playing this game with your son, and for me, I have memories of like the biggest belly laughs ever from playing uh, the Tales from the Borderlands. Um, and, and, and Karina, like, got to experience a whole new genre that she had never even figured she would like before. Uh, so it's like, they've, they've touched a lot of people, I think. Although a lot of people who speak fondly of their first or their favorite Telltale game. Yeah. Tell you what. Licensed properties are so hard, aren't they? Uh, yeah. That's true. Tell you what I did, I did like, which I, I've told some friends about this recently, but how, which, you know, despite you can hear, sometimes you hear toxic things in the industry or you can hear whatever, you know, you hear this and that and rumours and this and that. But what I did like, I mean, obviously it's really, really bad and it's horrible that Telltales has, you know, uh, discontinued. But the fact of how many people came together to help every single staff member that got let off. Was just yeah, unbelievable. The fact that like every single company, it, yeah, every single wait, company wait, wait, was like, go. "Come to us, come to us, we'll help you, we'll find your stuff." Everyone was retweeting. Everyone was going, "These jobs are available." You, you know, no matter what, everyone was there. And then it sounds weird, but this is why I kind of like the industry. That no matter what happens, everyone, everyone's still there for each other. Which is kind of weird. You don't see that. You don't see that in any other sort of industry. Accounting. Exactly. You're not gonna be like, oh man, uh, you know, lost my jo- job, uh, like whatever. I don't know what 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 do people do? The the bank or the the finance <laughs> office. <laughs> and, I run, and all the other like finance mm-hmm. people are like, yeah, come join us. No one does that. Well, everyone in the industry is like, no, we're gonna help you. We're gonna, you know, no, we're gonna find your job. And a hash- the hashtag just went viral. And I mean, okay, we are the industry that should know, you know, the the best things about social media and the power of it. But you know, with technology, but it's just wonderful. It's really wonderful. You know, companies were organizing lunches to try and chat to to employees. Everyone was just, it was just great because it was such a sad time. But to see everyone come together just to, to help and make like something negative become positive was just really nice. And I kind of yeah. just wanted to point that out that no, this is kind of what I love so much about the game. It's games totally industry. true. I mean, I, I work for a video game company up here in Finland, for those who don't know. And even we were talking about like, damn, is there any positions that, that we could fill with these guys? Like even with like, because, you know, we, we don't make story based games, but. Even still, it was like, oof, like, it would be nice to try and help these guys out. That's some talent going to waste, you know. So it's, it, the video game industry feels, um, it feels pretty supportive, I think, of it, of its own members at the very least. It's great. And remember, these guys took a bit of a risk. Cause what, what, wait, when you think back about when they started doing licensed properties, so they done, um, Jurassic Park. Yeah. And then they done Back to the Future. And then it was a Walking Dead, and everything blew up. But without without these, would we have would we have had Detroit? Would we have Life is Strange? We would have had Detroit, yeah, because you know David Cage likes to have emotions. <laughs> but uh, that, that's true. <laughs> but but Life is Strange, nah. Like yeah. that was a hundred percent. In, I don't want to say ripped off. hundred percent inspired by Telltale's style of gameplay. That the, that is just a Telltale style game. Yeah, and I'd like to see Microsoft do these types of games. Hey, why if they not? Did a studio or something? Well, like you imagine the stories that could be told in the Halo universe or the Gears universe, or you know, you you make a blooming perfect dark 
story. You know, th- there are so many characters owned by Microsoft that could benefit from stories being told from great writers. I agree. And yeah, it, it's it's such a sad time. And we, I think everyone just hopes that anyone who's been uh, let off, as Karina put it, instead of let go, um, makes sense if they're getting out of something in core or just done a huge fart. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, well, basically, uh, we, we hope we all hope that they, they find new employment and they're such fantastic people who made some fantastic games that I don't think they'll struggle somehow, do you? Good. No, I don't think so. Good luck, everybody. Yeah, but apart from that, quite weak in the subreddit, so I think that's a good time to end the podcast. So, Karina... I got it! I got it this week! <laughs> I'm not having anyone beat me to it! You beat me last time! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I really got close to my mic so I'm sorry if I've asked to listen to that Ross <laughs> I'm okay but you know something though I never stopped actual episodes so you know what Xbox turn off oh you're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit Let's do this.